Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. Today's guest is Susan Padron. Susan is a fashion-forward, intuitive personal stylist, as well as an award-winning author. She helps clients break barriers and strengthen the bind between their soul and their wardrobe. I love Susan's approach to personal style because it goes way beyond the surface, and she's really working to help people show up as their unique selves beyond the limiting stories that we sometimes all tell ourselves. Her work truly goes beyond clothes. It empowers women with a sense of expansion, encourages connection, which is a super interesting piece we'll definitely talk about. And it's often the nudge clients need to kind of step toward their next goal. I personally love how Susan is so positive and inclusive when it comes to dressing in a way that feels aligned with how we just want to step out into the world. Beyond our physical environment and stuff, I think spring is also the perfect time to do a little inner work and be deliberate about what we want to weed out and nurture in our day-to-day lives, kind of treat our everyday as our closet, if you will. There are certainly things you've outgrown. Maybe there's something super fun that you've been wanting to try on for size. So if this sounds like you and you're craving a little mini life audit as we slip into this season that's so full of life and blooms, I want to be sure you can take advantage of a free gift I'm offering to the Electric Ideas community. It's a super short, fun journaling workbook that I created to help you get clear and take action on what's going to make you feel most alive this spring. It's available in the show notes, or you can connect with me on Instagram at at Whitney Woman and find a link there. I know this episode is going to energize you and inspire you to get clear on how you want to show up in so many different capacities this spring season. So I hope you enjoy the free gift. And now let's get into the episode. All right, Susan, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you today because you have a very unique take on personal style and it, it really opened my eyes and made me think differently as I was preparing to chat. So one thing you say you focus a lot on is helping your clients represent externally kind of how they're starting to feel perhaps internally. Let's start there. Tell us about that. So what I love to do with my clients and really with anyone in my life is help them to really channel their personality, who they are inside and help them to bring that out. And, you know, it sounds easier said than done because a lot of us have these limiting beliefs. Like if we show up in our full self, in our truest self, then we have this fear of rejection or judgment or, you know, all of these other opinions, whether they're coming from ourselves or coming from others. And it really comes out a lot in what we choose to wear. You know, I find that a lot of my clients and a lot of the people that I work with, they have this tendency initially before we start working together to like certain things and be attracted to certain things like certain clothes or colors 
but they haven't given themselves that permission to try it prior to working together because of all of that outside noise, so to speak, you know, or that fear, those limiting beliefs that come into play. So then I come in and I say, you know, this is who I see you as. This is who you're showing up in a safe space with me. So let's bring that out. You know, if this is what feels good, if this is what feels aligned for you, then that's all that matters. And what I find is (laughs) what I love and what I find is kind of funny is that as soon as my clients start giving themselves that permission, then they actually don't receive any of the criticism that they were expecting or the judgment because it's all aligned and they're showing up in that sense of confidence and that greatness that they are. And they just start feeling all of the compliments that just start flowing in. They're like, oh yeah, this feels good. I like this. And it's all because they took what was already in them and just started showing up to the world that way. I love this perspective because I think there are extremes in everything we do, but a lot of people can immediately jump to, well, clothing is, you know, vain or self-promoting or materialistic or, you know, there are many arguments, but I hadn't really made the connection as much between self-limiting beliefs. How often do you have women who get the courage to work with you and then say, I could never wear that, like off the bat. <laughs> yeah, usually within our first session, <laughs> happens a lot where they're like, uh, they like, you know, they're caught up in just all that self-doubt. They almost feel like taken aback because part of them really is excited about the idea. And it's everything that they've been taught their whole lives up until that point that said, "Mm -mm, you can't show up that big. You can't show up that bold or that confident because, you know, especially women were taught to play small for the longest time. And we're still kind of working through that too. And when you start to just kind of expand beyond that, it's exciting. It's terrifying and it's exciting. Right. So yeah, absolutely. That initial response of, oh, I could never wear that. Or, oh my gosh, that's going to look terrible on me because it's easier to just say those kind of statements than it is to try it and push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Do you think that people use clothes as another way of hiding out in their lives? For sure. Absolutely. Yes. I think that people use clothes for all kinds of excuses. I think that they can use them as a way to kind of keep people out too. And so what I've (laughs) turned into my career is kind of flipping that around, right? Instead of using clothes to keep people out, I help people to use clothes as a way to let people in. Because if you are showing up as yourself, as your true self, you're going to naturally attract your people, you know, like the people that are like you, because they're just going to see what you're wearing. And they're like, Ooh, I love your top. Because they recognize it's like, I see myself in you. So I am going to come to you and like, we're just going to have a natural icebreaker. Like for as extroverted as I am in my work, I have to say I can be very introverted as well. So I will take an opportunity for an icebreaker, you know, a natural one, not like one of a prefabricated awkward one, but I'll take an opportunity any chance I get. (laughs) That really resonates. So if 
a woman is like, oh, I'm picking this up. This feels good. And they were like, and they started working with you. How do you go about like, what are some steps that maybe people could think about on their own for identifying what your personal style is? If you feel like you haven't reflected on that. So I actually wrote a whole workbook on exactly this. It is a follow-up to my my first book, We Don't Do Just Okay Anymore. And the workbook is Beyond Just Okay. And the whole premise behind the workbook is really to start asking yourself these questions that you probably didn't even connect with style before. You know, questions like, who are you? Like, or who am I? You know, like taking that time to reflect, go inward and asking, who am I? And when you eliminate all of the roles that you play in this life, what's left? Because it can be really easy to just say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a mom. I'm a stylist. I'm a wife. I'm a caretaker, you know, but that doesn't tell you about who Susan is like at her core, right? It says all of these roles that I play in my life, which are part of my identity for sure. But you know, you're not getting to know my personality that way. And by getting to know my personality first, then I can start looking into the clothes that reflect those different elements that I, I want to share. So in that workbook, that's exactly how I guide everybody through it as we start with the deeper inner work and reflecting on who you are and unlearning and unpacking a lot of things that we've learned about style and fashion, just whether it's from the people who raised us or from just the media or wherever we've been consuming this information. And just taking that time to kind of challenge those beliefs and those rules, so to speak, like putting rules in quotation marks, you know, because the rules can hold us back a lot. And we have to kind of break through that and unpack it and say, like, wait, where did this idea come from? Where did this belief come from? Because if this belief is just something that I've naturally absorbed and taken on, but it's not really something that I feel deeply and passionately about, then does this belief really have any place being in my my thoughts and my values? So I know that was kind of a, a very long explanation. Right now. Oh, so I'm I'm tracking. I, I feel like there's a lot to a lot to unpack. So let's go a little bit deeper into that. You it, you seem to work in a lot of long term ways with clients, yes. which I love because this is obviously deeper work. It's not just you know meet up and you pick out some cute items, right? There's a transformation yes. internally. I'm just reflecting this back to you to, to, you know, help me digest and make sure everyone's following. It sounds like you, you work with people to kind of help them go through some internal processing as they start showing up more fully on the outside. So what have been a couple of, in, in clients where you see the biggest transformations, what are a few rules, if you will, they've almost had to unlearn? So many. <laughs> A lot has to do with, I mean, from a very basic and like surface level perspective, I see a lot of the times of uh, color combinations, like certain color combinations that people get kind of hung up on, which seems like silly, right? But 
it can hold us back if we find that we're being attracted to all of these different kinds of colors, whether it's combining different neutrals or more just bold, saturated colors, we can get caught up and then frustrated and feel like flustered and overwhelmed by our decisions because we feel like we're trying to stay within this box of rules and like trying to make sure that we're putting outfits together in the right way so that we have colors that look good together and you know all of those kinds of of silly rules that then just really what happens is we go back to okay well I'm just going to wear what I know instead of taking these steps beyond so that's definitely one of the rules that I see often that's on a surface level on a deeper level There are so many times that I see where my clients, especially women who struggle with sizing and what people of a certain size should wear or what people of a certain age can wear. There's a lot of shoulds and can that or can and can't that really come up a lot when we're doing this kind of unlearning process. And again, it's these outdated rules that really have no business in style. And that's where I always come back to the core of what I do and the core of my time working with my clients, which is when it comes down to you as a unique individual, what feels good as a reflection of that. And the rules don't apply. I love to be a rule breaker, like, especially when it comes down to fashion style, all of that. I I'm a natural rule breaker. And I'm just, I show up, I give my clients the permission to break the rules too. And it's incredibly, incredibly freeing for everyone. Like, Ooh, yeah, I can wear this. And you know what, when I do, I feel sexy. And that, you know, for some of my clients, they've never felt that way before. And it's sad, but it's then once you get over like the, the heartache of the fact that they've never experienced that, the fact that they are experiencing it now is such a gift and it truly is the core of what I do and why I love what I do. Just being able to give people that permission. Ah, I love the rule breaker freedom. That's just (laughs) oozing from your process. So let's say there's women in my community who've done their, you know, spring purging and they're Susan and uh, Whitney are whispering in their ear and they're like, you know what? I could do a little shopping. Like, up my game a little bit. I think some women just get overwhelmed. So in lieu of working with someone wonderful, like you do people need to have a little bit of a strategy or like, what would you say? Absolutely. And I highly recommend that they start just by going through their clothes, like going through your closet and doing, you know, do your own little purge. And then once it's done, you need to make sure that you take that additional step, which is almost always missed, right? Because we're all great at getting rid of the clothes that don't fit. Like we can do that on our own, whatever. Like once a year we do it, we're like, oh, that doesn't fit. I don't like that. Goodbye. But what we don't do is that next step, which is actually taking the time to look at what's left. And you look at the clothes that are still there and you take that moment to kind of see where you are within those clothes. Where can you connect the dots? Like what kinds of pieces are you gravitating towards? Do they fall into the same kind of style category? Are they all from the same store or stores? 
Are they a certain color palette? You know, you want to just start to kind of look at it and look at your entire closet, not necessarily just one section, which I know, again, can be a little bit overwhelming. But when you do the second step, it is a game changer because you'll start to look for any kind of commonalities, whether it's fabric, necklines, you know, like I said before, the stores or brands, color palettes, and that will start to just kind of explain a little bit more about who you are in this moment, what's feeling good for you right now. And then when you do decide to go shopping, you can also say, okay, well, I know what I have and I know what's missing now. So here's how I want to be strategic about my next shopping trip rather than just being impulsive, you know, like being in a store, grabbing a bunch of things, maybe trying them on, maybe not. And then just adding it to your collection. And then you're like, wait, why did I buy that? I don't even know if I like that. So all about that second step, taking a look at everything you have, finding the commonality for sure. And when we're out there, something you say often is that clothes kind of have a vibration, just like everything else in life. And I'll use a personal example. I haven't shopped with my husband forever because I would literally, it would cause conflict because we would go shopping and he'd find something on sale that fit not quite right, but he'd be like, well, but it's on sale. And I just can never fathom why you'd buy anything that you didn't love or that didn't fit you but I didn't want to be critical. And like you said, we're all coming to this from different backgrounds, different places. So what would Susan say to a customer (laughs) (laughs) or a client in that position? (laughs) I would say, I would first, I would have them explain why they like it. You know, be like, what is it about this that you like? And if it's just the price, that's not enough. That's not a good enough reason. Like you're going to have to give me more than that. You know, okay. The fact that it was on sale, sorry. That's not a, a qualified reason. So if they can go beyond that, like if your husband, for example, can go beyond that, be like, oh, well, I really like the color, like the fabric. I'm like, all right. But the reality of it is like, do you love it? And like you said, your husband doesn't really love it and it doesn't really fit. Like, goodbye. We have better options. Something that I say to my clients constantly, whenever something like that happens, whether it's clothes that I've picked out or clothes they picked out on their own. If it just doesn't work out. One of my favorite phases is, you know, we have better options and the, the title of my book, you know, we don't do just okay anymore came from a very similar kind of situation where my clients would try something on something that they had in their closet prior to us working together and be like, all right, well, how do you feel about this? I'm like, "Eh, you know, it's just okay. I'm like, no, no, no. Like we're not doing just okay anymore. Like you don't do just okay. You have better options. We can go beyond that. Like you don't have to settle because when you're settling for clothes, it's silly, but you don't realize in how many other areas of your life you're also settling. And once you stop settling in one aspect of your life, then you stop settling in others. And that's where your life really just starts going off to that next level. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful process. Do you find it common that when the women you work with step into this kind of transformation externally, that sometimes it can have the reverse effects, like they level up internally afterwards? Oh, for sure. I mean, (laughs) it's become a running joke now with a lot of my, like the people that work for me, like on my team, 
when I have another client that gets engaged because they're like, well, there's another like Susan, like side effect. And really it's my clients start working with me sometimes and they're single, then they start dating. And then within a year, they're married to that person. Or if it's not in like the dating side of things or relationship side of things, it happens in their job or they finally purchase that like dream home. It's so wild how the fact that they start taking that time to make themselves a priority, to stop settling, how it just trickles out. It just raises their vibration, right? Like it just, you know, when you start to raise your own vibration and how you're showing up, it continues to just expand in everywhere else. It's beautiful. Love that. So I think one specific place where a lot of people get stuck in terms of both culling their wardrobe and also inviting in maybe some some new things is in transitions. Oftentimes, I think a lot of people in my community maybe are transitioning from kind of like a corporate job to wanting to either start something on the side or or quit and do something more expressive, or maybe they're a working professional who needs to take time off to focus on motherhood, but it's not always like this clean break, right? It it might not be like, I'm done. I'm stepping into this new thing. It might be like, I'm not sure I'm, and I'm in a transition, but then it feels weird to have clothes in your closet that you're not using. Do you encounter that? I do quite a bit because usually that's when also when a lot of my clients reach out is when they're going through this period of transition because of exactly what you're describing. They're like, uh, my life is changing or recently changed. Now what? Nothing in my closet applies to my life now. And I don't really know how to support myself with clothes in this new role that I'm stepping into. And that's where, you know, you can look at your clothes. Like if you're doing it on your own, it can be really tough to not just look at your clothes from that, you know, past life part of your closet and say, okay, well, that was all corporate. That was all corporate Susan. Corporate Susan is dead. So those clothes are dead to me. Realistically, like they don't have to be. There might be some pieces that really just don't work with your life right now, but that doesn't mean that all of them have to go. You know, you might find that like some of the pants you can still wear, some of the tops you can still use or the jackets, you know, make sure that you're looking at them just as individual clothing items before you just start off with a clean slate in your closet and get rid of all of it. But that's also another opportunity where they have to take that step back and say, okay, in this new role, what do I need? What does my life look like? Because really that's another big part of it too, is you have to look at your lifestyle needs and what kind of pieces that make sense to support you in this life that you're in now and not being afraid to invest in some pieces. Or, you know, even if you're not comfortable with buying a whole new wardrobe or a lot of new pieces, I always love to recommend the different companies where you can rent clothes because it's sustainable. It's not a huge investment, but you're getting several new pieces regularly. And it's also a way to kind of dabble and explore new brands and explore new styles in ways that, you know, you might not have tried before. I mean, I like, I like to shop for myself and I like to use rental companies because I just, I like 
the different types of things that I can try. So happy to recommend that (laughs) to other people as well. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great suggestion. I think that thinking outside of the box gives you, especially for people that maybe are having trouble making decisions or don't like shopping, don't even like the in-person experience. Yes. I've tried those before. And sometimes it's like, it just breathes a little fresh life and it can be for like two months. And then you didn't spend your money on something that you weren't going to love long-term, but you had a few pops of fun and it's kind of like getting a little gift in the, in the mail. Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> like just giving yourself a little something to look forward to, you know, and with the rental companies too, it's like, you're also getting something new, but it's also sustainable because, you know, you're reusing clothes as opposed to supporting a lot of fast fashion brands, which in all is better for the environment. And it's not as difficult or time consuming as thrifting can be, if that's also something that you're not comfortable doing, but it's the same kind of idea. So you can also just be like, I'm supporting the planet also, and this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) How do you distinguish? I've never been someone like I, if I, I say, if there happens to be a trend that excites me and I think is fun and it looks good on me and I'm like, woo, and I'm loving it, I'll wear it, but I never seek out the trends first, if that makes sense. Totally. So what advice do you have for women in terms of making sure they kind of stay true to their own style versus being influenced or feeling like they have to stay up with sometimes silly trends, to be honest? (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And I get asked about trends often, whether it's for my clients or just people who know what I do. And it's tough, right? Because trends, they're trends because they're only here for a short period of time. Like sometimes trends evolve and become staple styles or have like a longer lifespan than others. But I would recommend, again, like going back to the core of who you are and finding what speaks to you. And whether that's something that's trendy or not, like that's really what you need to make the foundation of how you shop is, does this feel like a reflection of me? Is this something that I'm being drawn to? Does this feel like something that I would love to put on my body as an expression of my own identity? And if it does, and it happens to have like trendy elements, cool, great, wonderful. But if not, don't get hung up on that. Because when you're constantly focusing or only focusing on trends, you're just constantly buying. You're just buying, buying, buying. It's almost exclusively fast fashion because it's exactly what fast fashion does is they put out all of the like the it clothing items, the like it trends, and then they move on to the next one. They move on to the next one. So you're spending more money on clothes that are not meant to last long. And the lifespan of that clothing item that is now in your closet is going to be significantly shorter as well because it's a trend, because it's what I like to call time stamped, right? Like you can look at certain trends and you can say, yes, I remember that trend. That was from like spring, summer of 2013, you know, not necessarily specific to stores or designers, but it's like, oh yes, I remember when everybody was wearing that. And you have that mental association of when that trend happened and when it ended. (laughs) And it's usually not as much of a harsh ending, but you're like, "Mm, yeah, like we're not wearing that anymore because that is, it just hasn't been a thing. So I, 
I like to kind of sprinkle in trends rather than go hard in on them because I really prioritize versatility in my wardrobe as well as my client's wardrobe. I want them to invest in quality pieces that they will be able to utilize for long periods of time rather than just a a trend that's going to be of the moment. Well, and that's kind of the sustainability aspect of it is just one more argument for why it's actually good to invest in taking the time to do this work and figuring out what you really like, because you're less likely to, whether you buy something inexpensively or infrequently, if you don't wear it, it's a waste, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Cause the same can be applied for, I mean, it doesn't really matter what the cost is. It's, you know, you can invest in a luxury designer item that can also just as easily hang (laughs) unworn tag still on in your closet. And it doesn't matter. It's like, do you love this piece? (laughs) Does it represent who you are? End of story. That's really how you need to just drive your, your shopping pursuits. Those are perfect reflections. And maybe you have one more because we're, we're heading up against time, but I always end my podcast with the same question. And that is what's one question women should be asking themselves more. I'm torn between two, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try to just isolate it to one. How do I want to show up? How do I want to be seen? Because I find that when you're comfortable answering that question, it's not actually about anyone else. It's about, you know, how you want to show up, how you want to be seen fully as yourself. And then you meet your own expectations rather than being like, Oh, I want people to think X, Y, Z of me. Like, it's not about that. It's how do I want to reflect myself and show up? I love that. I love that. (laughs) Yes. It's like, you're not dressing because you need to show somebody else something it's dressing because you want to feel you're like, you're supporting and showing up for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. I know that this is going to be an energizing conversation for so many of my listeners and they'll want to follow you and continue to learn from you. So tell us where we can find you, Susan. Yeah. So I would say I'm the most active on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. I also have a blog on my website, so can find more long form content on my blog, but Instagram, I'm just Susan Padrone underscore stylist. I love, love chatting with people on Instagram. So, you know, if you've listened to the episode, you have questions or you want to keep this conversation going, send me a message. It is me in my messages. Like I don't have anyone on my team handle that. So you're chatting with me and I I love to make those kind of connections. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It was a joy. Thank you, Whitney. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.